the Business Buzz Podcast. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1 uh, for your weekly roundup of business and economics news. My name is Mudewa Mob, Justice Gawaz, and I'm joined in studio by my partner in crime, Miss Lingwe Zondo. How are you, Lingwe? I'm good, thanks. Hello, everybody. Are you well? I'm well, thanks. And you? Ah, no, no, I'm all right. How's, how's been your week? The week has been somewhat productive, um, somewhat. but there's always room for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, somewhat. Okay, so we are here until about 7 p.m. We're broadcasting live um, from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. And as I said, we're here until about 7 p.m. Coming up for the next hour or so, we're going to be discussing uh, the business of waste and recycling. And... Uh, the reason why we're doing this is because uh, from the 1st of July, the city of Johannesburg has actually implemented a... I'm going to use a Lengiwe's choice of words here and say it's a somewhat mandatory uh, <laughs> re- recycling program um, where they're encouraging people um, to be recycling. Uh, they're going to be getting people to have uh, two sets of waste. Uh, you can have your, I'm going to call it uh, decomposable or waste that can be de- decomposed. That's naturally decomposable, uh, like your garden waste. And then uh, you have your dry goods. Um, that's your processed goods such as plastics, papers, metal, and glass. So those are the two sort of types of goods that uh, will be getting recycled. At the moment, um, they've actually implemented it in a number of areas around the city, and uh, they've uh, gone to places like Lone Hill, Kalami, and Midrand, for example. But the interesting thing uh, for me is that they actually want to make this mandatory across the city, and the program has started, as I said, from uh, the first of July, but they aren't punishing you yet. So they just want you to get used to this idea of recycling. Knowing humans, <laughs> I wonder how effective that's going to be. Firstly, I'm curious about the monitoring. Yeah. And um, I wonder if it'd be, it would be it would be more effective if it was incentive based. Do you recycle? I'm just, I, tr- just I try. I try. I'm not. I'm not as as efficient as I could be. It depends. You know, there's some months where I look at, like we were saying much earlier, looking at the ice that's breaking apart um, um, in, in in the North Pole and climate changes. And then there are days where you feel a lot more guilty yeah. and you want to contribute. <laughs> you want to contribute a bit more. And then on on those to days, yes, you want to uh, contribute a lot more. You do you do better. And then there's days where you just kind of slip off and you forget that you know that we, we only have one Earth. Yeah. And and we need to just make sure we take take good care of it. Yeah, well, for me, I can definitely say that you no know, recycling has sort of been part of my life for a while. Uh, my my parents are part of an organization called Lions International, and one of their drives in our community is they have a uh, they have a small recycling plant. So yeah. at home, we have different like boxes and stuff for like um, tin cans for like plastic and stuff like that. That's a great starting so point. They actually uh, turn like old. Uh, old plastic like if you've ever had milk in like a plastic uh, carton and stuff like that they actually melt that down turn that into like uh, plastic cups and plates and then you know they give actually
actually give that out in communities, you know, for people that don't have leadership. You know, yeah, cups. So for me, I, I, I can see the value. Leadership. I see it too. <laughs> don't worry. I see it too. <laughs> I see. But otherwise, that's how our show is looking. We are talking uh, the issue of waste and recycling, uh, the business case for this. Um, on the other side of this, we are going to be getting into um, the main topic. We're going to be talking to Jan Palm, who is a consulting engineer and landfill designer around the landscape of waste management and recycling in South Africa. And then we're also going to be talking to Stan uh, Almedro, who is from My Waste South Africa around uh, the actual business case for recycling in South Africa. And then uh, also coming up for in the next couple of minutes, we're going to be getting into our business wrap. That's a part of the show. We give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And for today, we have Zanede Kunene. And then on the other side of that thing, you was going to be giving us the state of your 100 rand on our Buffalo Index. You can stay in touch with us. Keep in touch with us on social media. Get the conversation going on social media. How can people keep in touch with us? Yeah, so our business troopers can find us. On, they can find and follow us on Voice of Vits FM 88.1. And they can also find us on the following social media platforms. On Facebook, we are Vow FM Voice of Vits and Vits Radio Academy. Yeah. On Twitter, we are at Vow FM and our hashtag is Business Buzz. Our WhatsApp line is 084-078-4912. They can also stream us live on www.vowfm.co.za. And we do also have our podcasts available on www.vits.journalism.co.za slash business. So make sure you keep it locked until 7 p.m. because we are right here to keep you entertained on all things business. On the other side of this, we get into our business wrap. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. The, the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get into our business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we're joined by a financial expert. We have Zanile Kunena from BDO Wealth Advisors. How are you, Zanile? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? No, 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 I'm doing all right. So, how's our week looking? How's the markets, the economy, all of it? How, uh, what's going on? Well, I'll start with the headline inflation, a.k.a. CPI uh, results that came out. So, what we see from the CPI is that it rose from 4.6% to about 51 that means your grocery basket is just a bit more extensive than it was in that than it was in June. Um, it was in July. It was just a bit more expensive, and that was due to the cost of transport and household goods, which we saw increase quite a lot. Um, and I also read that we are expecting that the fuel hike to increase another fuel hike um, to be coming our way. So that's so worrying. Uh, and the core inflation <laughs> very very worrying um core inflation also came out the results came out of that and the thing about core inflation that's so important is that it's at your income compared to um the cost of buying goods and services yeah okay so it's very very important yeah um so a lot of analysts were saying that the, the central bank as well as investors are looking at the results of the core inflation and the results are as follows we rose from, from 4.2 to about 4.3. Yeah. And what that means for you and I is that as a consumer, your income, excluding expenses like, such as food and fuel and stuff, in comparison to the price of goods and services, has become weaker. Your buying power has become weaker. Yeah. So the price of goods and services has increased, but our income has not increased. 
okay. Big problem. But that's in, that is. But it's in line with what um, the, SI, the Reserve Bank, it's, well, the inflation right now is still in line with what the Reserve Bank is looking for, which is in the target between um, 3% to 6%. But they did also warn that um, they are, will be relooking or reviewing the interest rates um, due to the increase in the inflation as well as the pressures on the rand. So they will be reviewing that. Um, in terms of that, I just wanted to check very quickly. Why don't we hear mm-hmm. more about uh, core inflation being reported in the news? I think a lot of us, when we're listening to um, the business news or reading uh, the business press, we always hear about CPI, CPI, CPI. Uh, but from what you're now talking about, it seems this core inflation is very important. Yeah, it is. I think the main focus is everyone wants to know what your boss could can buy. No one really wants to focus on, infl- on the core inflation. This gives a general outlook of the entire economy and your um, spending or your spending as the consumer. So, yeah, so I think as consumers, we should look more into the core inflation and just be more um, more active in terms of getting to know what's actually happening in our economy. Okay. Thank you. And then, in terms of uh, in terms of that as well, I understand that uh, what's going on with the rand. Last week, we were we, we were uh, having a bit of a tizzy about the rand. Your last week, the rand was at about fifteen rand. Can you imagine <laughs> an entire fifteen rand? Um, it dropped about ten percent um, because of the USA and the Turkey drama that's kind of happening. So a lot of investors um, pulled out of emerging markets. And uh, one thing I saw was that um, in South Africa, we had about a foreign direct outflow that is at its all-time highest. So a lot of investors are pulling out of South Africa. Um, we also saw that RAND slipped because of the headline inflation um, results that came out. Also because of Julius, my word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because when he, he, when he announced or when he introduced um, the bill to nationalize the central banks, Investors get worried when they hear anything that ha- that's happening in the central bank. Um, not forgetting the USA and China drama that's affecting the global economic growth. So the rand took quite a hit, um, but we did regain, we did recover, um, and we recovered because of Donald Trump. Let us take a moment for this man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, you, you, I think you're the first person to say something like this in a while. Yeah. Something that we should be thankful for. But I'm going to take it back. But let me first say it. <laughs> um, so the rand recovered because um, Trump um, criticized the Federal Reserve Bank. So the, the the dollar did weaken and we became strong. But after today, after Trump tweeted about the land expropriation and the USA must look in, into South Africa, I don't know how the rand's going to go now. Mm. Has it taken back the gain that he's given us? That's I don't know. That is, that is that is such a problem. I think it's something that we're definitely going to have to be watching over the next couple of weeks because yeah. uh, Trump's Trump's comments seem to to move the markets, and especially now that um, the ANC has given us their position and the EFF has their definite position. Now it's up to the actual market to actually dictate what's going to happen. What do you? Which way do you think it's going to go in the next coming months? I think in the next couple of weeks, the rand might become a bit weaker, but I think we are good right now at about 14 rand, 20, 14 rand, 30. Um, I'm not too sure if we're going to go back to 13 rand, 50, maybe not now, maybe in about November. But for now, I think the rand will, will stay 
at about your 14 rand 30 to about your 14 rand 50. Okay, so that was us on the line. We're talking to a financial expert. We ha- that was uh, Zanele Kunene, who is from BDO Wealth Advisors, giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. As you heard, um, the big stories is the fact that our CPI has risen. Um, that's uh, consumer price inflation has actually risen from 4.6 to 5.1 percent, uh, but it's within the three to six percent target inflation from the central bank. And then uh, she was just highlighting to us that core inflation is a number that we should all be um, taking note of because we are looking at our actual buying power as consumers and earning potential. And then the other thing is just the the RAND has actually gained quite a bit. I think last week, uh, Ken was telling us about uh, the shock that happened when the Turkish uh, when when Turkey did its thing on Monday last week. So that's us in terms of our business wrap. Thank you so much to Zanele for that. On the other side of this, Slinge will be telling us the state of your 100 rand with our business uh, that was on the business right but this will be for the buffalo index keep it locked this is the business buzz the, the business buzz it's time for us to get into the state of your 100 rand uh, in a segment we like to call the Buffalo Index. I'm not sure how long it's going to be the Buffalo Index for, especially now that uh, our Buffaloes now have Mandela faces on them. You know? That's so true. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not too keen on changing it to the Mandela Index. Not yet. Uh, nah, fam. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I feel like, I, I mean, I love Mandela uh-huh. and I always will. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like he he's honored in many different places and platforms and we'll just but for but for now the buffalo for now we'll just call it the buffalo until further note we could always call it the winnie index oh (laughs) nice nice. i see what you did there yeah i see what you did there awesome so how's it looking for today so let's get into it today we're talking um recycling and waste so i mean a great starting point for for people like myself who are into like entry-level recycling I think the first point of call would be wanting to get your recycling bins um, because it's kind of difficult to separate the, your trash if you're still putting it in, in the same place. Mm. So the first starting point would be um, there are big gym recycling. There's a big gym recycling set uh, that's available for just under five buffaloes. It's 459. You can get that at Macro and it comes in uh, three colors. You can get a yellow, a red and a blue. And so for your for your yellow, you'd be able to um, putting in your drinking cans and then your red, you can like put in your glass and your plastic bottles and then mm. the blue one would be for like paper. Yeah. And in terms of your uh, decomposable um, waste management, you are able to get a, it's called an Earth um, Probiotic Bokashi food waste digester that's a very long complicated it is title. but yeah. basically it's just it's just a food digester and it digests your scraps mm. and you can get that for 179 rand so just under two buffaloes and basically you're just taking your composting to a whole new level um, with this new chin to rich fermented wheat um, bran um and what it does is, is really, it's just like a perfect indoor composting solution. It's quick, it's convenient, it's odor-free, which is really important. Um, and, and what it does, it takes all sorts of scraps, like uh, including bread, uh, dairy, and even meat. Um, and it helps you in terms of composting your, 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 your scraps. 
and that's I think a phenomenal idea and then number three on our list we have out of five uh, we have something called packaging and they basically have a trailer that allows people to bring their waste to a location in exchange for money which is loaded onto their personal membership cards um, and since the launch of uh, packaging in, in Langa in Cape Town the community has recycled a whopping th- 136 1,509 kgs of material and in turn they've earned um, 1,383 buffaloes which is 138 rand, 314 rand and that's a lot of money and really what it does is just highlighting the fact that that recyclable um, packaging materials do have value and um, and I mean this has picked up a lot in the informal settlements. I think this would be a great idea even for corporate social investment Mm. To look at investing in in, 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 in in projects of this nature. So that's our number three. And then in terms of, um, we have a number four, which is a backpack, which is made from recycled goods. Mm. And I think, I mean, almost especially um, looking at it from a university perspective, when you look at the number of backpacks yeah, yeah. that are on campus, imagine the kind of impact, just vets alone, yeah. the kind of impact we would make if we if all our backpacks were made from recycled goods. Yeah, but how much does it cost? It, because students, that's the problem with students. Students are price sensitive. You're, you would be so, <laughs> they are price sensitive, but you would be so shocked that a lot of people, especially something like a, a bag, it's like a more long-term investment because you're mm. looking at using it for like a minimum of a of a year. Yeah. Um, and so you want to make sure you get something strong, something that's durable, something that's going to last. And a lot of the bags are already within the range of like seven to ten buffaloes for a really good bag. Um, and I mean, the, but the, the the producing companies can look at different products and materials to make sure that they cater to like a range of of people with regards to affordability. But this specific one, which is a, a, a Rekankin, that's a brand recycled backpack, is uh, ten. Buffaloes, which is 1,027 rand, and uh, it's made from recycled poly, um, polyester um, material, and that's like av- available online. Um, so, yeah, and then on uh, number five on our list, we have um, a recycled uh, memo that's made from um, recycled aluminium, and that's just perfect for um, boardroom use, and that is available for just under nine. Um, buffaloes at 855 rand and that's for more for a, a business setting it's called the, the brand is a Saunders um, recycled memos so those are our top five for um, our, recycle, our recycled products for today which one for you? For me, I really am keen on the impact that that, that the packaging is making because that's looking at like community level. So that's the trailer, the packaging trailer that Mm. um, lets people submit their waste and in in, in return for money. I think it's a win-win situation for everyone. Mm. So uh, if we could have that at just basically every sort of neighborhood or um, I think that would make a great impact. So I'm really, really excited about something like that especially like if we had like one at vits yeah. students are looking to make money and yeah. um and the, and the recycling companies can also make money off the products once they've been the re- uh, the the recycled material once they've been submitted so i think it's a win-win for everyone i like that the most
Okay, cool. Can you? No, no, no. Uh, for me, I think uh, the the recycled memos, just because I think in a boardroom setting, that would be an interesting conversation starter. Yeah. As you can see, our memos are made from uh, recycled, yes. uh, what, 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 you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> we are a, you know, and then you start, you know, pitching your ideas. Business with a heart. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our Buffalo Index for today. As I, as we, as you heard, we are talking waste management and recycling on today's show. On the other side of this, we get into our main topic. Keep it locked, business. Business buzz. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on Vow FM 88.1. We are talking all things waste and recycling today. On today's show, we're looking at is recycling something that uh, we should all be concerned about? Is it something that businesses, organizations, you as individuals should be concerned with? Is there any money to be made? Why should we be concerned about these things? Because you know that a lot of these things actually come down to the rants and the nairas. So on the line, we are actually joined uh, by Jan Palm, who is the CEO and Director of JPCE Specialist Consulting Engineers. He is a uh, consulting engineer and landfill designer, and he's going to be sharing um, some of his thoughts um, around um, recycling, what the business case is, and how we should be going forward to tackle this. How are you, Jan? I'm good. Yourself? No, I'm fine. Thank you. Um, very quickly, you have a very interesting uh, title, a consulting engineer and landfill designer. Um, what does that actually entail? Because I think a lot of us have seen um, things like landfills. What actually goes into um, designing a landfill and what does, uh, or what are you doing on a daily basis? Uh, landfill design is only, is only one part of the work that we do. We are, we are actually waste management consultants. Yeah. So we design, we design all the waste management infrastructure, uh, which is landfills and recycling facilities and composting facilities, uh, and so forth. Um, what, uh, what is involved in a landfill? Um, a landfill is basically, um, a, a suitable piece of land where you, um, ex- excavate some of the soil, the clay soil. And then, and then line the, 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 the hole that you have created with, uh, with a combination of clay and um, uh, plastic and textiles to make sure that, that the waste that you put inside that hole, that it does not come into contact with the groundwater. Yeah. Um, so that's, 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 that's in short how, how we design a landfill. It's, uh, it's, it's quite complicated and, and, uh, and highly technical, but uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, from a business point of view, in terms of uh, designing uh, the landfills and uh, the waste management, when there's a landfill, for example, like the process you've just explained, is the intention to keep the waste in a landfill or for it to then go and then get separated out and used for other processes? Or are we saying that this is the final stop for the waste and then we cover up the hole or we let the hole, we let the, the pile grow and then uh, from there we just forget about it? Um, well, landfilling, landfilling is the last stop. Um, once once you have landfill waste um, to 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 try and recover that that waste is extremely expensive and and everything that's in there is contaminated. So you know it's it's it's, it's not the way you should do it. You should actually not not landfill any material of value. So you, you because that sure that in your waste stream from from the generation of waste in the collection, uh, you have to you have to divert um, all the materials of value from the landfill 
and in the end you must only landfill the material that you that you can do nothing with. Um, so 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 you should not put recyclables or organic waste or garden waste or builders rubble. You should not should not put that in your landfill. Um, we have been doing that and we are still doing that in South Africa. But uh, fortunately the legislation is changing so that we we, we are now forced, or the municipalities are now forced, to divert as much waste from landfills as possible. And then, I guess, whilst we are on this, is there a distinction? Uh, because it not is there a distinction? It really does sound like, um, from what you're saying, because you're saying that landfills are sort of like a final stop. Um, so, do you, in your line of work, uh, give a distinction between waste management and recycling? Um, recycling is part of waste management. Um, we uh, we are used to in this country to, to to basically collect waste from from houses and businesses, and then just transport it to a landfill and dispose of it. And and uh, the way the waste management strategy um, of the country is written is that we must we must collect it, uh, and then we must try and reduce that that volume of waste by by taking out all the materials of value and then only dispose of of the remainder of the waste, um, so so all all of those processes is called integrated waste management. Yeah. So recycling is just one part of it. Oh, I see. Okay, I, I, I can see the distinction. I can see the distinction that uh, you're making there. So the ongoing narrative is that recycling is the way to go when it comes to ideal waste management, but that in a lot of cases, people's habits are the problem. Do you agree with this, or are there economically smarter ways to be dealing with our trash? Well, um, recycling, if you say that recycling is the way to go, it is one of the ways to go, okay. um, uh, and it and it and it should be part of of every waste waste management system. Yes, um, but but so should composting and the crushing of your builders rubble and the extraction of energy from from your organic waste portion um, and disposal. All of them are processes with 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 waste management. Um, so um, uh, if one looks specifically just at recycling. Um, all those processes, except the crushing of builders' rubble, are more expensive than 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 what landfilling should, uh, would be. Um, for instance, uh, if you if you dispose of of waste in a in a, a, a newly built engineered landfill, then the cost of that waste disposal would be in the vicinity of two to three hundred rand a ton. Yeah. If you if you recycle waste, the cost to, to recycle waste is in the vicinity of about a thousand rand a ton because you have to collect it separately, you have to sort it, um, you can sell it. But all all those costs, the net cost of recycling is is in the vicinity of about a thousand rand a ton of recyclables. Composting will cost you about seven to eight hundred rand a ton. So those those um, functions of waste management are are more expensive than than what disposal would be, but. It is the re- it is the correct thing to do in order to save our planet. Um, all these waste diversion options um, is something that we have to subsidise, but it is what we have to do. It's not it's not you know let's let's go and do the cheapest option, which is disposal. Um, we, we 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 must do recycling and we must do composting. 
I think something that's now becoming clear from what you are talking about is just the fact that there's so many different ways in which we can be dealing um, with our waste. Now, from a business point of view, um, what is the business case um, for for actually dealing with waste or uh, recycling? Um, that's the first question. And then the second one is, out of the different options that you've been talking about, whether it's using waste for energy, um, composting, recycling, which one um, tends to make the most economic sense from a business point of view? Okay. Um, if, one, if, one, if one talk about economic change, then, then you must differentiate between economic sense and financial sense. Yeah. Um, financial sense is random sense. Um, <laughs> economic sense is, uh, is, is, is a bit more complicated because there's a cost to the environment as well. Yeah. And that is why if one look at the economic sense of recycling, then it makes sense because um, we, cannot, we cannot just keep on using our resources of, of the planet and just discarding it when, when we're done with it. We, we have to reuse it. And, 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 and that is why, why recycling is important. So economically, um, we, we, we have to recycle it makes sense. We have to, we have to produce compost it makes sense. We have to crush our bullet rubble and use it as filling material or to seven a road building because it's make, it, it makes economic sense. Um, if you say which one is best, um, if one, let's say, um, let's take a, a typical municipality and we say, okay, we are going to recycle, then it means that the municipality must build a recycling facility. That will cost them money. Yeah. And then normally they will, they will just write that off now, consider that to be grant money. Um, and then you, they, they normally need somebody to, to operate that recycling facility. They can't operate a facility with municipal labor because municipal labor is expensive. Um, so that's why the private sector is, is, is basically doing recycling because um, then you can look at, at, at paying salaries uh, above minimum wage, not, not above municipal labor costs. Um, oh. and, and if one looks at that, then it means that um, at the current um, selling value of recyclables, you need in the vicinity of about 8 to 10 tons of general waste per day to sustain one worker at minimum wage. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, because you have to pay the guy to, to sort the waste and the cost that you can get for selling that, that recycled material versus what he earns the salary you know, you need about 10 tons of waste per day for one worker. Um, so if one look, look at how many tons of waste you have in your municipality, let's say you do 100 tons a day, it means that you can only employ 10 people for recycling um, at minimum wage. So, so there's, not, there's not, not a lot of gold in recycling, but it, but it makes a big difference on the land in terms of the airspace that you save, because if you look at it economically, then you have to calculate in the cost of saving the airspace, uh, the capacity of the landfill, instead of using it, versus what you pay uh, the worker to do the sorting. And you have to factor in the, um, the, um, the selling price. So if you, if, you, if you say that the municipality will pay for the capital cost of the infrastructure, then the operating side of it can break even, and there's actually a business case there. But if you want to, if you want to pay back the capital to build the facility, from what you get from your sales of recyclables, um, then then you are dead in the water because um, you will never be able to 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 to, to 
to do that financially. Um, but the operating side alone can survive with, with the sales of the recyclables. Um, I think finally, our last question um, will then be around the actual take-up of waste management um, locally in South Africa. Are businesses actually doing uh, what they can to effectively manage their waste? Uh, because you've just brought up the point that um, there's a difference between something that makes economic sense and something that makes business sense. So, yes. from on, so on that level, are is there a will? Uh, because something might not make financial sense for a business, but in the long term, it might make uh, the economic sense that you're talking about. So currently in uh, South Africa, are businesses doing what they can to effectively manage waste? Or is it still something that we need to be convincing uh, people, organizations and governments to be doing? There are, they, they are a, a number of private companies um, uh, doing or making, making a business out of waste management. Um, and and uh, and and that that number is growing. Um, the, the interesting thing is that whenever you, you um, let's say you package a, a business case, you must you must make it um, beneficial for 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 the businesses. For instance, if you if you say to a guy, okay, you must do just the recycling, then then it will be financially it will be tough. Um, but if you add the recycling to something like the collection and transport of the waste, then then you are giving him sectors within the waste field where he can actually make a profit, which, which can subsidise the recycling or the composting. So 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 one has to package this whole deal in terms of um, making making opportunities for the businesses to to actually create to create wealth and to and to make sure that they are financially sustainable. That was us. We're on the line with uh, Jan Palm, who is the CEO and director of JPCE Specialist Consulting Engineers. He is a consulting engineer and landfill designer, and he was just giving us a roundup of what um, the waste management and recycling landscape looks like in South Africa. One of the big takeaways from what he's saying is that um, recycling and waste management is something that needs to be done. Uh, Two key points for me is the fact that Recycling is not the only way to deal with waste management. He made the distinction that there is a number of things that can be done, um, such as composting, for example, or crushing the waste or uh, using waste uh, to actually um, create or generate power. And then the second thing was just the fact that he distinguished between um, waste management making economic sense, uh, which is sort of a more long-term view that you can make a plan uh, to do something that will benefit uh, the economy, um, the community, or the environment over the long term, or you can make something that makes financial sense because he was saying that uh, the act of recycling and effectively managing waste can at times be too burdensome um, from a financial point of view for institutions and companies to undertake. So that was us. On the other side of this, we continue with this discussion around waste, around uh, recycling, and what the business case is. Keep it locked to this is the business buzz the the business buzz 
You can join in the conversation on social media. Let us what, know what you think. Are you recycling in your own lives? Is this something that are we touching a special place in your heart right now, making you want to recycle or at least get into <laughs> the recycling business? I mean, if you're not going to recycle for the planet, at least recycle to make some money. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but otherwise, let us know what you think on Facebook. We are Vow FM. That's the voice of Vince. And then you can also find our Facebook page. We also have the Vince Radio Academy page on twitter the way at vow fm and then the hashtag is hashtag business buzz it's time for us to sort of get more into the business the actual rands and the nairas yes. around recycling yes 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 the sort of business the business of waste so um on the line with us we are joined by marketing manager from my waste south africa stan almendros hi stan hi how are you doing today I'm doing well, and yourself? Oh, we're doing well. We're so excited to have you join us today. Um, wow. Primarily, we want to just find out what, what does My Waste South Africa do? My Waste South Africa is a, a comp- company, it's a group of companies extensively involved in, in waste management concept and in recycling, and then with products that come out of uh, recycling plastic. So. My Waste, if you went to the My Waste website, there's a uh, database there, which is a platform for anybody in South Africa to find a way to drop off or to deliver waste products, not just plastic, glass, steel, rubber, mm. whatever. So, you know, people can go to the widget on the website and then uh, if they've got to dispose of plastic, they can say what kind of plastic, maybe there's seven or eight different kinds. They then put in the area where they live or where their factory is, and they can, from our website, find out what's the nearest place within a radius of five or ten kilometers to drop off their waste. So my waste is uh, extensively involved in the uh, waste management and in recycling and uh, manufacture of plastic products made from recycled plastic. Awesome. I mean, and for our listeners who might not be in the know, what is the benefit of, of recycling? What is, it, what is the environmental, social, or economic benefit, if first any? Of all, I think, first of all, it's a responsibility of all, of, of all that's all of us. And, and uh, the advantage of it is, I think the prime advantage should be to, to clean up the environment mm. and, and uh, you know, uh, getting the environment clean. And from there, the advantages are that a it can create jobs much needed needed jobs in uh, um, south africa and uh, there is uh, uh, money to be earned in in the products that come from uh, recycled plastic recycled glass whatever material that is being recycled because it goes back into the system and new products are made so it's not only a financial benefit but it, the main purpose, and this is why uh, my waste is involved, it's cleaning up the environment. When one looks at the oceans and see mm. the plastic, uh, we are actually busy looking at how we can be involved in even cleaning up the oceans with uh, plastic that is just all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it was also just a, a recent profile of a, of, of, of a turtle that actually had been stuck on a, way, a plastic waste product that could have died, but it was fortunately assisted by some people. So uh, that's a very important point that you bring up. Um, what has been the general mood and sentiment in South Africa in, in terms of just receptiveness to, you know, the lifestyle yes. of recycling? I think the, the mood is sort of, uh, there's a, there is an interest, 
But, you know, um, interest has to become an action. So while there is an interest, I think uh, there's a few issues we might touch on it with a, a letter a question that you give me. Uh, I don't think the public is, is totally informed. There's a, a fair amount of ignorance. Uh, there's an awareness that uh, people need to be made aware. But uh, the mood is right. I mean, what, uh, how, how do we go about doing that? How do we go about encouraging people or informing them and well, educating uh, them on the importance? This is where my waste plays a big role. Mm. We, we go out with awareness programs wherever we can. We do talks. Uh, the owner of my waste, which is a man called my, uh, Mark Gibson, he serves on, on many of the uh, waste associations and the plastic forum in, in South Africa. And uh, we're very involved right at uh, that level and down to the public, into schools, wherever we can. We, it's an awareness program to try and break through uh, uh, the, maybe the ignorance. And I don't think the ignorance is deliberate, but not enough people know, first of all, uh, the disadvantages of having uh, uh, waste uh, lying around uh, uh, and they also need to know the advantages so if we can start educating uh, the younger generation and the older households, factories, people all around us we need to start educating and bringing about an awareness of A, the disadvantages or the dangers and also the advantages of recycling keeping the environment clean. Mm. You touched on it slightly um, uh, earlier on, but I just wanted to find out what are the current or past projects that you, you might want to highlight that our listeners can get involved in? Yes, we um, uh, there's quite a few. First of all, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the term which says separation at source. Yes. Uh, now, separation at source involves right down to home level, school level, and what My Waste has done there, we've designed a a, what we call a bin separator. You know the wheelie bin that everybody or just about every house uses? So right at, at that level now, we put this bin separator into the bin, with two of them going to a bin, and the one side of that is all the recyclable material goes in there. On the other side, uh, all the, the uh, waste that goes to landfill. So even when the, the gentlemen that come up and down your streets with their little carts, they don't have to dig now into the bin and dirty the pavement. They take, say, let's say the recyclables are in a green bag. Everything that can be recycled is in that green bag. So that can be taken, and they can take that and recycle. Then the municipalities come and, and put, say, the black bag where all uh, the uh, non-recyclable material is that's got to go to landfill. So that is the one uh, project, and it's quite big, and it's growing uh, 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 Ecolini has already said that from July, separation at source is compulsory. I think all the municipalities throughout the country, again, municipalities have to be educated. There needs to be an awareness of what can be done. And I think uh, right at government level, everybody is talking about it. My experience is we go to conferences, we talk a lot, but I think we need to have a, a bit more action. Another project that we're very busy with is that uh, to try and save the trees that have been chopped down, m many of the industries are saying no more wooden pallets. So we, we've designed some special uh, purpose uh, pallets for the tyre industry, for the food industry, where uh, all the pallets now are, are moving away from wood and moving into plastic. That's and a lot of other, the other waste, like uh, uh, rubber, there must be hundreds of products that we make now uh, in rubber 
recycling uh, uh, tyres. And so the, the rubber people are involved, the plastic people, the glass people are involved, and, and the glass people are doing very well at, at school level. If you go and look at, uh, at the website, you'll see that they have competitions for children writing essays and, and uh, that kind of a thing. On the My Waste website, we've also got games for young people, for children, about uh, recycling. So that's another project. So this uh, waste bin separator, which is a very inexpensive little item, every household should have two. And we think the municipalities should take this bin separator, issue it to every household and just bill them on, on, on a, a single amount for a bill and, and, and get people to use it. And uh, we think that's going to happen, but it needs to happen quicker. Awesome. I think the bin separator uh, innovation sounds absolutely exciting and it sounds yes, and it's so been very convenient. We had a engineer of about 20 years old. He, he used the initiative and with us he's designed this bin separator. If you go to our website, you'll find it there. And, uh, you know, we are, right now we, we, we are, are making thousands of these for uh, different people in South Africa. Uh, people like Woolworths, Spa, they also, uh, and we brand it. If, 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 uh, Woolworths wanted a bit, and we, we branded for Woolworths. So they have their, their brand uh, on their Woolworths, and they either hand it out to the public or they sell it at half price or whatever. So there can be schemes in the in the market or in the business world where the bin separator becomes an everyday occurrence. People get issued it or whatever, and companies get free advertising because the bin separator is branded with their logo. Yes. And in terms of like advice for young people who might be looking to get into the industry, what would you have to say to them? Well, first of all, I think they've got to be passionate about it. You know, too many people go into a, a career. I'm a mechanical engineer by, by career, okay? Uh, and I'm passionate about, about that because I'm mechanical. And I'm now doing a lot in the plastic world as well. But if young people are going to go into any industry for that matter, and more so the recycling and, and the concept of waste management, they must have a passion for it. They must say, well, why do they want to go there? That's the first question they have to ask themselves. If it's just to earn a living and a salary and buy a car and a cell phone, well, that then, uh, you know, go and do any other job or any job just to earn that money. But be passionate about the environment. Be passionate about the, the dangers of uh, waste lying around. Now, be passionate about the advantages. You see, a lot of people condemn plastic, they condemn rubber. It's not the product or the waste product that is the problem. It's the human nature that's the problem, who does not clean up behind us. So young people must uh, go out there and also uh, with the awareness program, they must get involved with all these different associations and, and what have you, and attend talks and, and, uh, be, and when they go into that mm. as a career, they, we, we work with a number of young students who have just qualified in, in plastic engineering and, and uh, recycling management. Fantastic. And they're passionate. You can feel the passion. They want, they want a clean uh, environment. I'm not sure if that answers your, your it question. It definitely does. It definitely does. Thank you so much for joining us today. That was Stan Almendro, Marketing Manager from My Waste South Africa. Thank you very much. And Thank bye-bye. You. Bye. On the other side of this, we end of our show. It is uh, 10 minutes to 7 p.m. Uh, we come to the end of the show. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Business Buzz.
So we've come to the end of the show. We were talking about the business of waste management and recycling. Klingue, uh do you feel more inspired? I'm definitely a lot more encouraged. Uh. I think that especially when you hear, you know, about innovations like bin separators and oh, it sounds like it's getting more and more convenient and, you know, people have far less excuses about why they're not doing it because initially it was the schlep of having to pick out your waste and separate it individually um, or have, having to remember to put the specific thing in a specific place. But now with like things like bin innovations, bin yeah. separator innovations, it's like it's, it becomes easier and easier for us to do this my takeaway uh and 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 i'm sitting with you we're in the same whatsapp group right now Mm -hmm. Uh, but my big takeaway i i like how uh, for me there were two things that stuck out um one i mentioned it earlier on um when uh, jan is talking about the something that makes economic sense versus something that makes business sense Mm -hmm. and then the other thing is just if you listened to the way that Stan was talking um, around this issue and even Jan himself people are very there are some people that are very passionate about this issue of recycling and I like the fact that Stan actually mentioned it when you asked him what advice do you have for people that want to get into this and he said you have to be passionate because it might not always make sense and you know but I, you know, I also just think that you know we need to find the passion somewhere because at the end of the day, um, it's important for us to make sure that we contribute positively towards the environment. Like I said earlier, we only have one Earth, mm. and and each person's contribution matters, especially over the long term. No, 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 it does. So let us know what you think on uh, social media. Uh, you can join in the conversation and let us know what you think. Klingyo, um, how can people be talking to us? Social media. So our people can get a hold of us um, on Facebook. It's Vow FM at Voice of Vits and Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, it's at Vow FM. Our hashtag is Business Buzz. Our WhatsApp line, 84 78 4912 and they can also um, stream us live on www.vowfm.co.za they can also find our podcasts on the business of the business bus show on www.vits.journalism.co.za slash business otherwise from myself Mudio Mob Justice Gavaza Tling and the rest of the team is good evening and take care the, the business bus Listen to the business buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only on Vow FM. The Business Buzz Podcast.